just because the Saints season is over doesn't mean there aren't things to talk about. I mean, we're going to still talk about the Saints. We're going to talk about Sean Payton, the NFL playoffs. Playoffs! All starting this weekend. So it doesn't mean Jeff Duncan's not going to be here with us. There's still all kinds of interesting things to be had. And uh, we hope you'll join us. Coming up, Datitude is next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends trying to hide the fact that they got the king cake baby. Don't be cheating. If you got the damn baby, buy the damn king cake. If your knife touches the baby, it means you got the king cake. You got it. You got the baby. Take it out. Buy the next king cake, you cheap SOB. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times-Picune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com, and this is Datitude, episode number 132 for a Friday, Friday the 13th, you don't say, January the 13th, 2023. Yeah, I mean, look, if you are trying to be a cheapskate, then don't eat king cake. Don't eat somebody else's king. If your knife touches the damn baby, you got it. And for those of you who don't live in New Orleans, and I don't know who would be Saints fans and don't know anything about king cakes, but I guess there are a few of you out there. And the king cake, just Google it, okay? Just Google king cake. If you get the baby, you got to buy the next one. But I know that I know some of you are cheap. Some of you try to cheat. It is what it is. It's all good. You got to live with yourselves in the morning. I don't have to live with you. Because I'm not cheap. There's a lot of things I am, but cheap ain't one of them. My goal in life is to go to my grave with my balance of zero. Not negative, not 150000 not whatever, zero. I want to live every day like it's my last, and I usually do. Not always. So, I mean, that should be your goal in life, too. I mean, I want to have a goal of where I'll leave $20 million on my kids. Well, that's all fine and dandy. If... They can have the house. I mean, that doesn't count as my balance. They can have my car. They can have whatever I have inside the house. But my bank balance is as close to zero when I go bye-bye. It's possible. You know? I mean, I guess that's not what a betting writer should say. I mean, they can have what I... I'm not, I'm not talking about my bank account and my Caesars Sportsbook account or my MGM account. I'm talking about my bank balance. I do pretty good with that. It's pretty... It's right around zero. It's a little above, a little sometimes. It's never below. It's never below. It's a little above. I'm usually pretty good with it. We'll see how it goes. All right, you don't want to hear about my bank balance or my Caesars balance, although we're doing pretty good with that this year. That's all coming up today on Datitude. Um, We're going to talk a lot about Saints, Sean Payton, the NFL playoffs. You know, I I made a little joke in uh, in the intro. We hope you listen. Well, I mean, if you clicked on it, I mean, who clicks on a podcast and then doesn't listen to it? I mean, you must want to listen to it. 
there's a reason why you guys keep, or and you ladies, keep coming back and listen to my sometimes cranky old ass. I mean, that's, you must like it, and we thank you for it. Uh, you're here. So, but it's maybe you came to listen to Jeff Duncan. Maybe you came to hear Uncle Big Nick's picks. Those are all coming up next. Um, yeah, so I, look, NFL, my favorite two football weekends of the year, this weekend and next weekend. We can talk about some of you like the college football bowls. Some of you like the college football national championship. That's your thing. To me, my thing is my number one sports weekends of the year are the wild card weekend and the division uh, the divisional round. Because you got six games this week and you still have four. And then next week you get four. Okay, so you're talking about ten, just you win or you're you win and you're in, you keep going, you lose and you're gone. I mean the Saints are already gone. So between now and the end of next Sunday, ten teams are going to be eliminated. And to me, that is some fun stuff. You know, baseball and basketball, they all have multiple games, best out of five, best out of seven. You know, you're not eliminated if you lose the first game. No. And, you know, college bowl games, most of them don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. No. Football, you lose and you're done. That's it. And I love that part of, uh, of sports and uh, always have been my favorite two weeks of the year. Um, even back when a lot of you aren't old enough to remember this, but back when the NFL wildcard weekend, it was one game in each conference. There was one wild card. And if you made it to the wild card game, goody for you. If you didn't make it to the wild card game, I mean, there wasn't seven teams in each conference. There were four. You had the three division winners, and you had the, the wild card. The two wild cards play each other. And if you didn't make it, too bad. And that was back when it was tough to make the playoffs. Now you got nine and eights, and we had, uh, what, an eight and nine in the playoffs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do we think about all that? We're going to talk about that with Jeff Duncan, but we're going to lead in with the Saints, with Saints talk and uh, where the Saints are right now. And uh, our, you know, Duncan and I have, we usually agree on stuff. There is some stuff in the, in, that we talk about this morning that we don't agree on. And I think it's interesting because there are all sorts of different opinions um, there are different opinions on what the Saints need to do as far as changes. Some people think, well, a lot of people think they need to make a lot of changes. Dennis Allen's not going to be one of them. We've talked about that already. We're not going into that. Dennis Allen's not going anywhere. Sean Payton's not coming back to the Saints. We know that. Um, so you move on. Whether you agree with Dennis Allen staying here or you don't agree, it doesn't make a difference because that's where the Saints are going forward. Now, there are other places where the team's going to make changes, and a lot of you are in agreement. I mean, um, you know, Pete Carmichael, Andy Dalton, those have got to be one and two on the list, right? We're going to get into all that and what we think, and uh, Jeff Duncan has an interesting spin on both of those situations. Um, you know, we, uh, what I think about Andy Dalton has been pretty darn clear. I don't think I've been vague on what I think about that. Nice guy. Um, great family man. Guy I would love to have over, uh, could come over and eat Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner at my house anytime he wants. Nice guy. Just don't think he's a, a guy that can lead this team to the playoffs. Um, and, it, you know, really that's your goal, right? 
Are the Saints going to be able to go to the playoffs next year? Are they going to be a playoff contending type team? Well, I mean, the good, the good news for the Saints is if you looked at their schedule, it's not all that strong. It's way weaker than, it's, than it was this year. So they have that going for them. A lot of changes need to be made. This division stinks, okay? And so the, the teams in this division are going to be playing similar schedules. It could be a lot like the AFC South was this year and the NFC South for that matter. So just imagine this stinky division with an easier schedule. So, I mean, there's going to be, it's going to be a lipstick on a pig kind of thing. I don't think you're going to have an 8-9 and team win this division next year. I think it's going to be 9-8 and or maybe even 10-7. and That's what you're going to look at. Could it be the Saints? Sure. Tampa Bay is going to take a step backwards because Tom Brady's not going to be there. Um, they'll still have their receivers, but they'll also probably still have Todd Bowles, who I think is an awful coach. Now, Duncan likes to, likes to make it – he never wants to call out – he, he, if Duncan's calling you out, then you're probably really bad because Duncan's usually Mr. Nice Guy. When it, he, I've, I don't think I've ever been around someone or worked around someone, which is why I like to have him on the show. He's kind of, kind of the opposite of me. He's not the kind of guy who's going to call someone out unless they 100% absolutely need to be called out. He's not like the people you see on social media where everybody sucks. Okay, if it's not no, if it's not rosy sunshine, it sucks. There's no in between, and it's not just Saints fans. It's it's fans of any team. That's not the way that it is in the world. It's not just rosy sunshine or sucks. There there is middle ground sometimes. And so where are the Saints? I think they're closer to suck, but there are some pieces of this team that are rosy sunshine too. And I think they do have a chance to be good next year. They have to make the changes. In Mickey, we trust. We'll find out what happens. Um, they make the right changes. The right things happen. Um, it, just because you don't have a number one draft pick, and we, we talk about Sean Payton and whether they're going to get that number one draft pick back, I think it's 50-50. I don't, it's definitely not a fait accompli that Sean Payton... I know a lot of you think that Sean Payton is going to be coaching next year. He's not just going to pick somewhere if it doesn't fit what he wants to do. That's just not who he is. So don't expect that it's automatic that he's going to be coaching next year. He's not going to Arizona. I get into that, so I'm not going to talk about it too much in my monologue. He is not going to Arizona. I think there is a slim chance he's going to Denver. I mean, does he want to be part of that? Well, again, we get into that. So that leaves right now, at least Houston, and potentially some other spot that he could land um, if Dallas chokes in the playoffs, did they fire Mike McCarthy? If the Chargers stink it up, did they fire Brandon Staley? Good questions. I don't know the answer to it. But questions we're going to find answers too soon. So, again, I think it's 50-50 coaches. I think of, of the places that he's been rumored to go, I think Houston is probably the best fit for him. I think that's the place that he would want to go. Um, you know, and they have two first-round picks. So be It would be a lot easier for them to make the, the move. But if you're one of the other, I mean, does Arizona? First of all, he doesn't want to go to Arizona. But what would Arizona have to give up, and where are they if they give up their number one pick? Is that all it's going to take is a number one pick? Does it take multiple picks? Jeff Duncan is in the know. He's going to tell us what he thinks. And then the NFL playoffs, I talked about it, why it's my favorite week. What games do we think are the 
the best games to watch this weekend? What game? What are my best bets? I, look, I, I, you talk about you talk good about yourself when you can, right? I've had a good year. I've had a good year with my best bets. I'm way over five hundred. I'm way positive when it comes to how much money we've won. Been very good in my best bets. Almost almost sixty percent, not quite. Um, teasers were eleven and three on teasers in the season. I got two of them this week in my best bets. So we'll keep trying to win that. And that's coming up with Uncle Big Nick at the end of the show. But let's get into it with Duncan. I've talked long enough. I thought this was one of our better conversations. It is all football. So if you're looking to talk Pelicans, we don't we don't talk about the Pelicans very much right now. We're going to get into that more in the coming weeks. And lastly, programming note uh, before I forget, there will be no Monday show. We are going to take the holiday, the Martin Luther King holiday, with a lot of other people. And so there will be no Monday show. And uh, we'll have our next show after today will be next Friday. And I'll repeat that at the end. But uh, let's hear what Jeff Duncan and I have to say about St. Sean Payton and the NFL playoffs coming up right here. Jeff Duncan's here with me. He can tell me whether he's depressed or happy. Uh, I don't know if I'm either one. I'm still in a fog, man. <laughs> Usually at the end of the year I get sick. I'm, I'm happy I avoided getting sick this time. I did not. It happened to me. Uh, I got sick the day before New Year's Eve, and I'm just now starting to feel like myself again. So it, it is what it is. It happens. Yeah, I think your immune system gets worn down over the course of the year. It knows when it's almost over. I know. And, it, then, and then there's also just a lot of crud going around. So Yeah, well, and I, and I know a lot of cruddy people, so, you know, I, I just run into them. Me. And, yeah, well, you know, I don't think I bumped into you in a little while. It's been a, we've done a lot of virtual stuff. I don't think I've seen you uh-huh. a little bit. All right, well, let's talk football because I know you got a lot going on this morning, hence why we're at 8.15 instead of 9.15, and we appreciate you that you're joining us this morning. Like Jerry here, good morning, Jerry. You can join us uh, here. You can be part of the show. You can leave your comment or question here for, for Dunk or myself, and uh, we'll, we'll put it on the air here. Jerry says uh, it still sucks that the Saints aren't part of the playoffs. You know, let's jump right into the Saints, Dunk, because I'm not so sure that it – I mean, I don't want to sound the wrong way, but I think it's kind of a good thing this year that, that this team, last year, you know, I really wanted them to make the playoffs. I thought they, they fought hard. They deserved to be in it. And um, this year, I think it's a good thing maybe they're not in it. Maybe they need to realize that they can't keep going status quo. They need to make some changes. Well, I think, you know, we talked about it before, the, the fact that the NFC South was just so winnable this year. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah. That I think that masked a little bit of how bad the, the team was because everyone kept having hope that they were going to make the playoffs. So I agree with you. I think uh, my, my column I wrote a few days ago uh, was addressing the offseason. I think they have to be very uh, harsh in their critique and evaluation, they being Mickey Loomis, Dennis uh, Allen, the rest of the brain trust. They have to take a real hard look at this roster and, and coaching staff and not get deluded that they were all one game away from the playoffs. Cause I mean, that was a fluke. I mean, the bucks are terrible and everyone else in the division is pretty bad. And I, and as I wrote JD and people probably won't agree with me, but the saints are closer to the bottom of the league than they are at the top. And I, I oh, think there's no question. That. Yeah. And I think people think, Oh, well, we almost made the playoffs. Well, that was a fluke year. Any other year you'd have been out, you know, before the start of December. So I think that's more realistic. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I, you know, it's funny, though. You say that, and would it really surprise you if, you know, 
It's kind of like a wounded animal with, with Tom Brady, right? We don't know how much further he's going to go. I know everyone's saying he's going to play somewhere next year. I'm not so sure. I think, this, I think that he might ride out into the sunset. With it. This has been a really trying year for Tom Brady. He's 45 years old. I think there's like a, a real attractive option out there that kind of gets him excited. But I don't right. think he's going back to Tampa. No way. Oh, I, yeah. I think there's zero chance he's going back to Tampa. But So that being said, would it surprise you at all if, like, like I said, like a wounded animal? I mean, they have the receivers. They have the offensive weapons. I know their offensive line has been kind of kind of bad. Their defense has been hit or miss. But would it surprise you if they went out? To, I think they're going to win this week. I think they're going to win Monday. And I, I know that, that a lot yeah, of Mabel. I don't, I don't see that. You don't, you don't see that. You think that? No. That, that, well, look, if, if Dak Prescott implodes, I guess it's possible. Uh, to me, this game comes down to one thing, and that is does Dallas come to play? And I think everyone's talking about the one thing would worry me a little bit is that Dak Prescott chokes. I mean, really, that's what it – to me, that's about, the only way they can lose. What about your friend Mike McCarthy? I think Mike McCarthy's a great coach. I, I don't I know you do. I I've never bought in. I've never bought into this, like, thing about him not being good. He won a Super Bowl. He's He's got, like, the – You think he's a great coach because he was here as an OC when you came here. Well, I mean, he won a and Super Bowl. And he was Bowl, nice to you. Won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Uh, he made the Saints offense – uh, to me, he brought – he's the one that brought the Saints offense into the modern era, even before Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I mean, they had dynamic offenses under Mike, and he made Aaron Brooks into a, a viable NFL quarterback. I as agree. Soon as, as soon as Mike left the Saints and went to San Francisco to coach for Mike Nolan, Aaron Brooks' production dropped off a cliff. He was awful. And so you have to give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit for that. I think he made – Aaron Brooks into somebody you could win with. And then he went to, I think he has to get a lot of credit for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, no one wants to give him any credit. Wasn't like Aaron Rodgers came into this league as a number one overall pick or anything. He was, a lot of teams passed on him. He came in kind of raw from Cal and, and had been a junior college quarterback at one time. So uh, I think he developed him there and should get credit for that. They won a Super Bowl and now he's gone to Dallas and they're winning at much higher level than before he got there. So I don't know, at some point, people have to start giving him credit. Or it's not fluke. But have it, And I don't have, see Green Bay, I don't see Green Bay winning better, you know, it, it, than when he left. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs this year. Uh, so Well, they lost he, a lot. But haven't, haven't we seen, and I'm just, just a question, haven't we seen great coordinators turn out to be mediocre or less than mediocre head coaches. Yeah, yeah, but I think Mike, <laughs> I hear noise. <clears throat> yeah, but the Never thing mind. that the thing that Mike has, you know, and, and that that's the thing that separates him is he's got that big picture vision. I mean, you know, social media in this modern era, there's so much groupthink and people tend to just think whatever is they read on social media and somehow or another people have started to just make fun of Mike McCarthy. They act like he's this blithering idiot i mean he's a very sharp guy and there's a reason that jerry jones and them hired him i mean he's got he's got respect around the league and the coaching community in the front office community uh, he knows what he's doing trust me and there, there's it's not by accident that they're winning at a high level i mean they, i think they've won what 12 games 13 games or something the last two years well, they yeah. won 12 12 and 5 this year right now look you know Everybody killed him last year because they lost to the 40, 49ers. were good last year. 49ers went to Green Bay. They're good this Green year. Bay. So, uh, you know. Well, let, me, think- let me ask you, though. When, when have I been accused of going with just groupthink? 
I'm just, I'm just, you know, you've known me for a long time. I know. Well, that I'm just saying social media in general, like somehow or another, and I don't even know why I pay attention to it, but somehow or another, I don't, I read a lot about McCarthy and, and they don't, people have no clue, man. They have, they have no clue about him. Uh, it, you know, Sean Payton's a good example. Sean is a very harsh critic of other coaches. Yeah, uh, He doesn't think a lot of other coaches are really good, you know, cause Sean, cause Sean is really good. And he, he really respects Mike McCarthy. And that says a lot to me because he, he knows who's good and who's not. Here's the thing, though. I'm not necessarily trashing on Mike McCarthy as much as I know how Jerry Jones works. And, and I've said this, I said this earlier in the week. I'm going to say it again. I could see if Dallas loses this game, whether Mike McCarthy is a great coach, an average coach, or a below average coach. I'm, I'm not passing judgment on him because I don't know the answer. I, I, I'm with you. Social media is easy to jump on Mike McCarthy. They have a lot of talent. And let me tell you, though, Dak Prescott is not going forward in his career. He is not playing better than he played a year or two years ago. He's just not. So with that being said, though, if they lose this game, it would not surprise me at all if Mike McCarthy gets fired and they try to bring Sean Payton in there. Well, th- that's obviously a possibility. Um, Jerry Jones did say this week he would not do that. Now, I know so. maybe in the motion of losing a game, he could do it, but he did come out and specifically say that yeah. wouldn't happen. Right. He said a lot of things before. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, he, he literally addressed that exact thing. He said he's got a much bigger evaluation. I don't think they're going to lose to Tampa. I do think it's a no-win situation for the Cowboys. No win. I mean, you, you got to go on I, the road and play Tom Brady – a home game, and you're you're you've accomplished way more this year than Tampa did. I don't want to give away my best bet, which is coming up later with Uncle Big Nick, but uh, I do think it's gonna be a close game. I'm not necessarily predicting Tampa to win, but I think it's gonna be a really tight game. And I will tell you this: I will take uh, if I got to pick between Tom Brady, a wounded animal, when what could be his final game of his career, not playing. I mean, if you tell me whether Tom Brady's gonna play excellent or poorly and those are my only two choices i'm picking excellent because i'm telling you i know fans are talking about where he's going next year and it sounds like you agree with me i think it's at least 50 50 he doesn't play next year at least 50 50 and i I agree with you i think it's got to be the right the right scenario he's not going to just pick up and go somewhere i know everybody thinks he's going to go to vegas or whatever and maybe he will um but he's not going to just go somewhere just to go somewhere it's got to be the right scenario. He's got to think he has a good offensive line, a really good offensive line. He's got to think he's got the right coach. Um, I guess Josh McDaniels would fit into that because he's worked with him before. But um, it's it's anything but a fait accompli that, that Tom Brady plays next year. I want to get back to the playoffs in just a moment, Dunk. Okay. But I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Saints because I think it's important. Um, I got to say, I said last week, or maybe I said it Monday, I don't remember which, which show I said it on, that I would be surprised if Pete Carmichael made it through the first week of the offseason without either saying he was stepping down from his position or the Saints making some kind of announcement. I, I know you're, you're never one to, like, jump on somebody's got to go, so I'm interested that – I don't know that we've really talked about this, but and, – and, and I'm all for Dennis Allen staying another year and seeing if he could turn this thing around and – um, seeing what we can do, because I'm not sold that Dennis Allen's not the right person for this team to lead this team. That being said, I think Pete Carmichael needs to 
be removed from that position. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. What do you say about that? Well, uh, you know, I know a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, I'd say a couple things. One, Mickey Loomis came out this week on his radio show and said, no, really, going to be no decisions this week. They, they gave the whole coaching staff off except mm-hmm. for Dennis Allen. Yeah. So he and I'm sure Jeff Ireland, Kai Harley, Mike Parenton, Dennis, they're meeting. But any decisions on the coaching staff, I don't think will be announced until next week just because the coaches aren't going to be there. So that doesn't surprise me after hearing that, obviously. That's how Mickey works. Mickey said he wanted to kind of let the emotion of the season dissipate before they start really grinding the roster and coaching staff decisions. Right. Uh, I think that's classic Mickey Loomis. He's very calculated and takes his time on those things. So next week I think we might start hearing some stuff. I still think they might take their time on that, Jim, because here's what I think will come out of those meetings, and this is just me speculating, but I think there's going to – and I think this needs to happen. I think they need to come to a real uh, strong decision on what direction they want to go on offense. I think one of the problems – Dennis Allen might admit this – they inherited kind of this coaching staff in a way, and they decided they couldn't find an outside offensive coordinator they liked. So basically – Pete Carmichael, for the team, if you will, decided I'll do it and, and keep, the Sean, uh, yeah. Payton system, keep sure. the Sean Payton system intact. I'm not sure that's the right move going forward, and I'm not sure it was the right move back then. I understand why they did it, but it didn't work out because Dennis Allen is a different head coach than Sean Payton was. I mean, Dennis Allen manages this team more like Jim Mora than Sean Payton. No question. Very conservative. They lean on their defense and special teams. I get that. That's the kind of team you're going to be then you might want to uh, marry up an offensive uh, philosophy that goes with that defensive philosophy. And I think maybe that's what they need to do this offseason, figure out what they want to be on offense. Do they want to be more like a Ravens type of team, which is what they seem to be like. Uh, And if you do that, then maybe you bring in a different kind of offensive coordinator, and then you marry up what your quarterback is to that offense. And, and, And so I think that might be what comes out of these meetings over the next few weeks. That makes complete sense to me. That's actually the the most logical explanation that I've heard about any of this. It makes a ton of sense to 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 this. I mean, if you think about it, really, the Saints really never had an identity this year. I mean, right. especially on offense. And you go back and forth. I think they finally got one on defense. That they were maybe if you look at it, this first half of the year, Dunk. I think they spent so much time trying to figure out who they were on offense that the defense kind of suffered. And then once Dennis Allen said, you know what, I'm taking this defense over. We're going to do things my way, the way that we've been doing it. They turned back into that top six, top seven kind of defense. But yet the offense was still floundering. So I agree with you if you figure out who you are on offense. But they still have to – whoever comes in and and is the OC of this team, Dunk, I I really think needs to be more of a commanding presence, Um, you know, like a Mike McCarthy kind. Of, I mean, I know it's not going to be Mike. What do you mean, like a, a head coach of the offense? Exactly. Like, and the Saints have had have had that a lot lately. I mean, if you think about it, before Sean Payton, they did have Mike McCarthy, and Jim Haslett was like this this defensive guy and this this strong willed guy who was kind of in charge of the defense and let Mike McCarthy do his thing on offense. Right. And that's why the Saints, you know, people can joke about Aaron Brooks all they want. But I think the Saints' offense was was pretty darn good then. I mean, it, it was. wasn't great, but it was it was pretty no, good. It was top ten almost every year. It was efficient. Team. It was efficient, and and so I think if the Saints can get back to that sort of thing and realize 
What, what fans have to realize is this team doesn't have to be Sean Payton's team anymore. And I think, I think you're right. I think Mickey and I think even Dennis to some extent didn't know how to put his, you know, his personality on this team. And I think he started to figure that out a little bit the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I think I think that could be what comes out of this. And it's an easy transition from Pete Carmichael. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Peyton takes a job somewhere if he brings Pete with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, personally, I know, uh, you know, the Carmichaels have lived over on the North Shore this entire time. Their kids have grown up here. That is Dennis Allen. Yeah, I know. So I think, you know, I think he would prefer to stay here just because they have kids. They want to uproot them. But I know Pete's son is coaching uh, baseball over in the San Antonio area. So I think staying here would be his preference, but I'm sure he's going to have options if he does uh, move on. And Sean Payton, I don't think that's going to be the only coach that Sean will look to poach. I think there's going to be some other guys that uh, he coached with that he's going to make offers to. And I think he's going to maybe bring Jeff Ireland with him. And that would be a huge loss. If the Saints were to lose Jeff Ireland, uh, I don't know if they've got anybody in the building can replace him. Look, I don't have any problem at all with Pete Carmichael staying here. I think he's actually, I think the way he worked with Drew Brees and he and Drew worked together, I think was fantastic. Um, I, I know that he had a lot of Sean Payton probably rubbed off on him, and, and he's fine. He's just not a play caller, which is okay. Well, here's the other thing, though. I mean, like, I think, think he's getting a little, a little too much criticism. I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, they have a, they have a, they're playing with two backup quarterbacks. Their offensive line was a mess all year. There was no uh, consistency. Those are, the, those are the two most important things on a, on the roster. They lost Mike Thomas. He basically didn't play all year. Um, I think uh, you know there's a drop. There was a drop off. No question, a drop off with Andres Pete. I don't think he's going to be back. Uh, you know, it just it wasn't quite all there for him. I, I think a great offensive coordinator like a Sean Payton would have overcome it. But I, you know, I don't think. It's all Pete Carmichael. I don't think it's going to be this magic wand. And you bring in a new offense coordinator, and everything's going to be fine because I think they've got some some personnel issues they got to address. In, at, and first and foremost, at quarterback, the most important position. I don't deny that that part at all. But but what I saw was complete inconsistency and in not using the strengths that you have and not realizing when you were supposed to use certain strengths. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just. I'm just a sports writer who is watching TV. And I know that you didn't utilize Taysom Hill enough in, in the right spots, I guess, per se. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole Andy Dalton versus Jameis Winston thing because in the grand scheme of things, it might not have mattered. But when you're talking about, you know, when to use Camaro, when to use your running game, I think you're, you're spot on about the Jim Mora-type philosophy and that this offense probably would have been better served to, to use that kind of offense. And if you think about who the Saints had back then, I mean, Bobby Hebert, I mean, people can talk about whatever they want. He was no great quarterback. I mean, he, he was nothing special. The Saints didn't have fantastic receivers, but they had a good running game, and they knew how to use the running game. They had really good tight ends. They knew how to get around the edges, and they knew how to do just enough to make it so it wasn't left in Bobby Hebert's hands. And I think that's where Dennis and the next offensive coordinator need to be. And as far as play calling goes, I just think they were too inconsistent on in the way the way Pete called games. Um, I again, I think he also got better towards the back half of the season. The the final, I guess, after the Tampa Bay game, and not just because they won games, not just because they had a winning streak going. 
I think he started to figure things out a little bit. But I think that last game was kind of a microcosm dunk. You go out and you go right down the field and you score against the Carolina team that was down and done and just didn't care. And then you just spit the bit and you don't show up. The Saints had a reason to go out and win that game. And it's, it was to finish the, game, to finish the season on a four-game win streak and take some of that stink off. And yet they go down the field and score and disappear. And yeah, to but, me, but I mean, that's all kind of a microcosm. In his defense, though, I mean, you got missed a field goal. Your star okay, you missed two receiver, field goals. That's six points. So our receiver fumbles on the 30, you know, like, you know, that's not Pete Carmichael. That's the offensive execution and the, and the special teams execution that, that hurt this team. I mean, they didn't need to score very many points in that game to win uh, way, the way they had Sam Darnold under lock and key. But, uh, you know, you lose a game. Right. To me, that goes back to just the overall, uh, you know, attention to detail with this team. And uh, that's something that I think uh, is an indictment on the coaching staff overall is, uh, you know, led the, led the league in false start penalties, led the league in defensive holding penalties. Uh, You know, those, those things all add up over the course of a year Uh, turnovers. uh, You know, they were high in that area, uh, you know, giveaways, all those little attention to detail things um, killed this team. Yeah. That's part of the offensive coordinator's duties in my opinion. All right. We, we agree on a lot of things. In fact, we agree on most things. I'd say we probably agree about 85 to 90% of the time. We, we can semi, I don't even think it's full disagreement, um, but we semi, at least semi disagree. Thank you, Barry, for your comment. Dalton missed a wide open hill for a touchdown. Dalton missed a lot of things, which leads me into my, my next uh, question on the Saints. And again, we only have about another 15 minutes because I know you got to run this morning. You got a meeting at 9 a.m. But, um, I want to ask you about the quarterback situation. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Obviously, again, you're not going to be as strong on Dalton needs to go. I don't think Dalton wants to be here first off anyway. I think Andy Dalton is going to either go find another team to play for or ride off into the sunset and, and finish and retire. Uh, that's that's just my opinion. I don't know why that. Why do you say that? I think he definitely wants to be here. Why, why do you you say do that? think he wants to be here? Yeah, yeah, I think they enjoyed now. Look. Somebody I think he wants to play for a winning team at this point in his career and be a backup. Uh, That's what yeah, I that might be true, but I think he thinks this team could be a winning team. I think it's going to come I think down. he definitely wants to be a backup. I think I think it's going to come down to money, though, man. I mean, like, when you get late in your career, like Andy, and he's got a family, I mean, I remember just recently visiting with Scott Bugita, and if you remember, Scott Bugita yes. left Saints after winning the Super Bowl, and he goes, yep. I knew I was near the end of my career. I took the money. I went to Cleveland. It was terrible. But I was thinking about my family and my future. And I think guys like that at this stage of their careers, you know, Andy out earned his contract. I think they paid him. Oh, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's, I guess what I'm saying is I think he's going to, if he comes back to New Orleans, it's not going to be for three million. But I don't, I think they have to get an upgrade at that position. Uh, And so he would be strictly a fallback if you went, say, in the draft with a, a young guy that you liked, I think you have to bring in a veteran just to kind of be the, the transition bridge guy. That could be Dalton. I know, look, I can tell you this, they love Andy Dalton. I mean, I, I don't know why, but they absolutely love him. Well, because he kind of fits into their kind of player. Um, but I, I think you need, look, I, we, we're going to talk more about this in the offseason. I don't want to spend a whole ton of, ton of time talking about this because everybody knows what I think about Andy Dalton. I like Andy Dalton as a person. I think he's an awesome dude. And just a few times that I've been around him. And not only that, I know some people who know him and say he's an outstanding dude. Yeah, he's a great um, guy. I know, he, and he's a family guy and all that stuff. And I know he and I know he likes it here. 
But I just don't get the sense that he wants to be a starting quarterback. And um, Well, he might not be here if, like, they go out and get some other. I mean, who knows what they're going to do. They've got to get creative with the cap. 100%. You know, I think they need to move on from Mike Thomas. I, I don't know if people believe that or not, but I do certainly believe it's time to move on from him. Uh, that will save him some money cap-wise. Uh, Andres Pete, I think his play dropped off precipitously. You move on from him. They've got to they've got to transition this roster and make some very difficult decisions and get back some of these twenty six free. They got twenty six free agents, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, some key guys, guys like Carl Granderson and Caden Ellis. That before this season, nobody thought really much of either one of them. Now they're kind of core defensive players for this team. That have a chance to earn a lot of money. And I, I don't know where the Saints are going to come up with the money because they're so tight against the cap. And that's where Mickey and, and Kai are very good. And I think they will figure out a way to get those guys. I think one of the reasons they did what they did with Mike Thomas's contract was to give them the flexibility to sign a Caden Ellis and a Carl Granderson before free agency. They do not want those guys to get to the open market. Moving on from Michael Thomas, though, is a lot easier said than done. I know that they um... – they came up with something and it will make it easier to get rid of Michael Thomas. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy to get rid of Michael Thomas. That contract is still, is still going to be tough to get rid of, which leads me into my, my, my scenario here. And I know the Raiders don't really need him, but what if the Raiders and Saints kind of worked out something to where, and I know Derek Carr's contract is a, is a little bit nastier than, than Michael Thomas's, but if the Saints and, and Raiders kind of worked out something to where, they traded Michael Thomas for Derek Carr. I just don't think they need him. I mean, they got they got a Michael Thomas, you know, Devontae Adams. I well, mean, I don't Michael, think Devontae Adams is way better than Michael Thomas. Well, I know. I'm just saying. And then you got. Uh, Do you think about how good that team could could even be? Because I think their O line is, is is okay. I think they need some improvements there as well. But man, that team on offense, especially if they're thinking about bringing in Tom Brady. I mean, you bring in another receiver like that, and they have a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin kind of situation. I, th- I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's beyond. It just seems like a, I don't know, maybe, maybe dream. so. Maybe so. I mean, Hunter Renfro is there as their slot guy. They like yeah. him, I know. Um, Scotty it, Miller is, is Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I could see Mike Thomas going a lot of places. I'll be surprised if they're able to trade him. I think they're going to end up having to release him. Yeah, they might. Maybe somebody out there, like I've always thought that that New England, you know, they need help at receiver. Oh, yeah. They, they have a history of bringing in these yes, kind of talented but troubled guys like Thomas. And I could see Bill Belichick going, this guy in our locker room will produce, and I'll bring him in and I'll handle him. But uh, I just think he's worn out his welcome here. I think he's, you know, off the field. He's, he's, he's a handful. He's, he's a different guy. He's very much a loner. And kind of does his own thing. I mean, if you notice, he's rarely around the team. I mean, you never see him at games when when he's not playing. He's he's just kind of his own guy. And I think at some point with these two young receivers that have emerged this year in Shahid and Olave, uh, you feel better about the receiving core going forward. And those guys are on rookie contracts, so they're pretty affordable. And uh, you could just move on from Mike Thomas and maybe get some something in return for him and clear some of that, that money off the books. I said, I think it was early October when I said this, that Michael Thomas has played his last down as a New Orleans Saint. I don't think he'll ever suit up wearing that number 13 here ever again. I'd be very surprised if he ever wears that jersey here again. Um, before we make our NFL weekend predictions, uh, we never talked enough about Sean Payton. You know, 
I have uh, some people, over, you, you know, you talk about social media. It's my job. I have to look at social media. Sometimes I want to bang myself in the head uh, by reading it. I mean, you back in the day when you have social media, I was way more confident about the, the public, I got to say. Way more confident about people you that, didn't I, know. that I only, con- you know, those people that you have a, have, a, have a megaphone back then. I, you know, the people that you only kind of knew that you would see every now and then you shake their hand. You maybe you have a cup of coffee with them or something, but you didn't really know them. And you, and, and you, you realize you're probably better off because you, you didn't know them. Now that there's social media and some of the things these people say, but anyway, all that being aside, everyone has an opinion on what's going to have with happen with Sean Payton or want to happen with Sean Payton. Dunk, I still think it's 50-50 that he doesn't coach next year. I, th- he's, I think it's 99.5% he coaches again someday. But I think it's 50-50 on whether he coaches next year or not. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, now if your scenario plays out and they get rid of Mike McCarthy, I think he'll be in Dallas the next day if that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think that's, that's the one place that makes so much sense in, in so many different ways. But uh, that said, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And so I think it's very but much. But he's not going to take a bad job. Right. It's very much a possibility that he, he's very happy right now at Fox. And he's enjoying that lifestyle. I know he's itching to get back on the sidelines. But not at just, uh, you know, at any, any place. It's got to be the right fit. And I don't see a great fit right now when I look at the landscape. Places yeah, he's I. talking to. Look, he's smart. He's going to go talk and talk to these owners and, and front office people and create a market for his services. There's, that's that's smart business, and it's it doesn't hurt to talk to them. But the other side of the coin, Jim, is they have to offer, they have to make an offer for him, and like that's something they have to consider. You know, back back when there was that flirtation with the 49ers and Rams in 2016, both those front offices were interested in in bringing Sean Payton uh, to their to their coaching staff from from New Orleans, but they both balked because the the asking price was going to be so high in compensation. And that's a factor that no other coach they hire, they have to deal with. They don't have to give up anything to get another coach. So it's a little bit of a hindrance in some ways for Sean Payton because he's got a competitive disadvantage because he's under contract with New Orleans. Uh, exactly. And so some of these places that have been rumored where he might go, and the three main ones that I've heard so far is, first off, I've said this a thousand times, and I got I got two friends on Facebook who keep saying this, and I keep telling them. I mean, you can keep saying it if you want. It's a free country. Sean, repeat after me. Sean Payton is not going to Arizona. He will not coach for the Bidwells. He wants no. I can tell you, Sean Payton doesn't want anything to do with the Bidwells. Not only that, they're in an awful situation where they're stuck with Kyler Murray. And Colin Murray isn't going to play until probably the end of October. So next year is a complete write-off for Arizona. They're going to be awful. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. They're going to be like a three- or four-win team next year if they're lucky. He's not going to Arizona. Yeah, I'll be stunned if he goes there. Now, here's the one caveat I would say. Like, everything I hear, that's not going to happen. But, you know, we've all been in this situation. We've been either on a job interview or even a date, right? You know, basically Sean Payton's date. I think I remember those days. Yeah. Well, you never know, right? You get there, you have low expectations, and all of a sudden something happens, you make a connection. It could be a job interview, it could be a date, and things change. So I'm not completely ruling it out. I've been married twice, so that that's, that's certainly true. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
I'm just saying, like, he could get in that building and something happened and he could change his mind. Sean Payton's a very impulsive guy. So what, he, what he's thinking now might change if he goes to Arizona, sits down, and all of a sudden, he, that's what happened here in New Orleans. I mean, he didn't know Jack about New Orleans. That would happen with Jim Moore. He didn't know anything about Mickey Loomis. He connected with Mickey. Uh, he thought this was a kind of a clown organization. He wanted to go to Green Bay, and look what happened. So uh, I wouldn't rule anything out, but I'll, I'll be surprised if the Bidwells are able to woo him over just because I, I know Bidwell's uh, reputation. And, and also, I know people have been trotting out what he said about Kyler Murray, but that was way back when Kyler Murray was coming out in the combine. It's but it's totally not just different. that, Dunk. It's the fact that he, he's going to – Kyler Murray's going to miss probably half the season. I know, but I also think, like, Kyler Murray, his resume is not very uh, – to me, what he's done in, at the NFL level, maybe Sean thinks he could go in there and fix him, and, and that's the kind of guy Peyton is. But you got a leadership issue with Kyler Murray. I mean, his teammates don't like him. I just I know one of the things when I worked on that that Peyton Breeze book, uh, Sean preached to me over and over the eleven commandments that Bill Parcells had for a quarterback, and I think number one was we don't want a joker at quarterback. We need a field general, a guy that will lead a team into battle. That was the number one. That isn't Kyler Murray. That's not him. I mean, so didn't Bill I Parcells win with Jeff Rutledge. Yes, and Phil Sims, and I'm just saying he he wants a guy that's serious and. And takes the job serious and everything you hear about Kyler Murray, uh, you know, he doesn't study. He just Correct. goes out there and his talent, uh, his teammates don't like him. I, I, that, to me, when people talk about the quarterback situation with Sean Payton, I don't think he's necessarily putting that as a high priority, but that becomes a high priority when you've got a bad situation. And mm-hmm. I think he would look at that as a bad situation. Uh, let's see. Hemi says, I'm not really sure he means by the Saints pulled the biggest scandal in NFL history. Sean Payton built a dynasty, then left, and they're about to get Saints picks. I, again, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's going to happen this year. I mean, he may eventually get the Saints picks, but it's not necessarily going to happen this year. Uncle Big Nick saying, is Jerry Jones going to tell the Cowboys to throw the game? No, he's not going to tell the Cowboys to throw the game. Let me Come ask on. you this. So one of the things I've been seeing again – on social media, as usual, uh, I don't get this this backlash that we've seen. It's, it seems to have grown this year, much more so than last year when Sean left. This is about the time he left last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a backlash that's grown in the fan base toward Peyton that I didn't anticipate, and I've heard this this running narrative that he quit on the team, he quit on the team. I don't know where that's come from. Again, it's an echo chamber on social media. I'm shocked that people feel that way. I mean, I don't um, know that I've heard that. Oh gosh, I mean, just going my Twitter timeline, it's unbelievable. I pointed nah, out. I'll take that, your word for it. Well, well, yeah, I pointed out that you know, don't be surprised if you go if you were to go somewhere like Houston, that might surprise people. That wouldn't surprise me. And the reason I pointed that out was is Sean Payton will look at that and say, "Man, I can go in there and turn that thing around." Hundred percent. And he'll look at it as like an opportunity, not as a as adversity. And and people just jumped all over. Oh yeah, if he if he if he wanted, you know, he quit on the Saints, so he obviously it doesn't embrace adversity. And I just thought that's such a cheap shot, short sighted way of looking at it. Sean Payton is taking this team through so much adversity over the years. 
Uh, you know, he took him, rebuilt the roster twice. And, it, it, you know, he's not, he didn't leave last year because the going was tough. He left for other reasons, but it had nothing to do with, he couldn't have, he, if he had, if he was going to leave, he's out. Up, he would have, yeah, he would have left after Breeze retired. He would have just said, I'm out of here. Uh, but he stayed another year and, and, you know, cobbled this team to nine wins with a, with a, you know, mash unit roster. Yeah. And, and that was amazing coaching that year. I think the team this year, if you look at, look, Andy Dalton is so much better than Trevor Simeon. I mean, yeah. I give Andy Dalton grief, but he's like three, three levels higher than Trevor Simeon. Totally. Okay. I mean, it's not even close. So the fact that just goes to show if the Saints had had Andy Dalton last year, they would have been a playoff team. No it, question. Because Working for Sean Payton is a lot different than working. With, I, I think Andy Dalton would have fit into the mold of what they needed last year. This year, he didn't for several reasons that I'm not going to get into because we don't have time. But I agree. I think of the three teams that he's being rumored to, to me, the only one that makes sense is Houston because he can kind of go in there. They can draft Bryce Young uh, or, you know, yeah. he can DJ start or, or Stroud or whatever. And he can start that whole franchise over. They've got a stud running back, in my opinion, in Damian Pierce. Yes. I think their O-line is okay. They've got decent receivers. Their defense, to me, isn't that far off, and they play in a terrible division. I think Houston can turn things around the, in a kind of Number hurry. 12 overall pick, two. Yes. And they got like $150 million in cap space. Yeah, he, I, I think if there's anywhere he's going to go, it's going to be to Houston. Now, then the Texans would have to turn around, and are they willing to give that 12th pick away? I don't know the answer to that. So, to me, of the three teams that are being mentioned, to me that's the only one that makes sense. I don't see him going to Denver, not after what's going on with Russell Wilson and the fact that he, even if Russell Wilson isn't as bad as he was this year and they can change things, the fact that they're married to Russell Wilson for as long as they're married to him going future in, in the future, I don't see him going to Denver. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to Denver, but I think that would be a stretch. I did hear, the one thing I did hear about Denver is that he does like the owner there, uh, you know, the ownership okay. situation. So that that's one thing that would be a little bit appealing. But I, I think right now I would lean 60% that he doesn't coach somewhere. Uh, that's just yeah. my leaning on that. But once he walks in a building, everything could change very that's quickly. Right. So we'll see. I, I, but I don't right. think it's going to be – a windfall of draft picks. I wrote that this week. Uh, yeah, know, it's not going to be. Mickey, yeah, I, I think Mickey would love to get a first-rounder. I think that's what he wants. And I think he could get a first-rounder, but I don't think it's going to be multiple firsts. 100%. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. what pe- People get in this pipe dream that the Saints going to be able to remake their team by whatever they get for Sean. It's not going to work that way. They'll be lucky if they get a first-round pick and maybe like a third or fourth the following year to go along with it. That, that's what's yeah. going to happen. You, you're not going to get this plethora of first-round picks. That's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. Coaches, just, it's just not going to happen. So The fact that he's been out a year, I think, you know, it, it tampers down the leverage the Saints have. Each year he stays out, the yeah. less valuable he is and the less leverage I think the Saints have. So I think by him sitting out one full year, it becomes even less – advantageous for the Saints. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, Dunk, give me the uh, – before we let you go, I know you got stuff to do this morning. Give me your two favorite games of the weekend. We have them all listed here on the screen um, and the times. What two games are you looking at the most, and uh, what are you excited about? Well, there's two two games I really like. I really like – 
the Giants against the Vikings. I think they're going to win the game straight up. I think Brian Dable kind of threw that last game against the Eagles, and he's basically game plan for this game. They, they just played the Vikings about three weeks ago and yep. uh, pushed lost them all the way to the yeah, I think Lost, lost a 61-yard field goal. 61-yard field goal, right. I like the Giants in that game. Uh, I'm banking on Kirk Cousins to choke a little bit there. And then uh, there's two other games I like. I like actually the Dolphins to cover. I don't know. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they can cover the spread in that game. I think it could be closer than people think. And the game I really like is I think the Jags-Chargers game goes over. I think I like the total in that game to go over. I think both those quarterbacks are going to have big days, and the weather's supposed to be good down in Jacksonville. And I 61 just feel like both, and clear. I know. And the, look, the, 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 both of them have decent defenses, it's, it's especially Jacksonville. I just think when you get in the playoffs, these quarterbacks cut it loose, and I can see a lot of big plays. I can even see some defensive big plays, which all always lead to points. So I like that game to go over. But the game I like best is the Giants. Jacksonville's defense is underrated. I agree. And uh, I don't think the Chargers have played very well at all. Um, I but think you know what Grant- I can see happening? Jacksonville gets up, gets a good two-score lead, and then Herbert just starts winging it. And you end up the a, a higher scoring game because they're just going to ride his. And look, that guy's amazing. I mean, Justin Herbert, I can see why Sean Payton would be enamored with him. I mean, he is someone that's covered the league. Oh, if Staley goes bye bye, if Staley gets fired, there's no question that he right. would want to go there. Yeah. I, I mean, look, Los I Angeles. Don't think he's getting fired. I don't, I don't think he's getting fired. But what if what if the Chargers have a chance to get, they know that to get a Sean Payton in there? Although they're pretty cheap. Those owners are pretty cheap. That's what cheap, I'm saying. So. They're, they're legendarily cheap. Yeah. So they'd have to write a check to make Brandon Staley go away, and I just don't think they're willing to do that. That These analytics coaches, and I know Zach Ewing disagrees with me, I can't stand these analytics. It's one of the reasons why, look, I'm, I'm more willing to hold on to like a Dennis Allen because he coaches more like an old-school guy, and I know I'm old. But these analytics coaches that use these cards to decide when to go forward on fourth down and when to go forward on two and use never use feeling for anything or don't or don't factor in what's going to happen to you if you don't get it on fourth down, they make me want to pound my head against the wall. I don't care if it's sixty-seven percent and you're going to get it on first down. We don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen if you don't get it? You're going to be screwed. Okay. Right. Anyway. That's that's my rant of the day. All right, I, I, like? give me your picks because I'm going to trust your judgment. I'm going to give you my picks. I, I will tell you this. I, I think that uh, I agree that the Jags Chargers game, that one might be the best one of the bunch, and not just because it's the closest spread. I, I'm I'm so interested to see Doug Peterson and him now in the playoffs with another team. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is any good. Okay, I just don't. However, that being said, I think this Jacksonville team is going in the right direction. I think they're going to be really good as we go forward. I, they're clearly going to be the favorite to win the division next year. Um, we'll see how that goes. But the game that I'm watching for, I agree with you with the Giants. The problem is that everybody, it seems like seems like all the talking heads are all over the Giants, so uh, that has me worried. That. I didn't know I, that. I, I have that in a teaser, okay? The game I'm looking for is the one we talked about earlier. I want to see how Tom Brady comes out and what could be his final game of his career um, against well, the Dallas team that I think ne- doesn't play to the level of their uh, that they should play? Because I think Dallas as a roster, I think if you go from top of the roster to the bottom of the roster, 
I think Dallas is, is the best team in football. I know it's, it's scary to say that, but they should be up there and, and competing for Super Bowls, but they don't. So I want to see how they respond to playing like crap last week, I guess. Well, look, here's the thing about Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones is the general manager there. Jerry Jones is like almost a reincarnation of Al Davis. He mm-hmm. cares about one thing, talent. He doesn't care. Like He's not Just like win, Ireland and the Saints where they factor in character and discipline and those kind of things. That's why they end up being so undisciplined. They have a ton of talent, but they also got some knuckleheads over there. You know, remember yep. they're, the, they're the team that went after Randy Gregory. And I've watched that guy line up offsides multiple times in his career. And that's what Mike McCarthy inherits. He has to deal with that. And so everyone bags on Mike McCarthy when it's actually it's the personnel decisions that are made in Dallas. And that's what you put up with if you go to coach for Jerry Jones. It's what Sean Payton will put up with when he goes there. So the problem with them, they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. They remind me of like a much more talented version of the Hazlitt Saints that you just didn't know what you were going to get week to week. And I think if they come to play, which I think they will in this game because they're hearing a lot of the stuff like you talking, saying mm-hmm. they might not win, and I think they get after Brady. Brady's going to have to get rid of the ball at 2.1 seconds or something. But he does, though. He's the quickest know, release but, but of any quarterback Dallas in the NFL. Know that. Now, what, what I think is going to be interesting is can they take advantage of Diggs on the outside, right? I mean, like, uh, what's what's his name? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. It's not Diggs, is it? Trayvon Are you Diggs? talking about the, the the defensive back who with all the all the interceptions? Yeah, that is Diggs. Yeah. Okay, I just had a brain fart. Uh, he gambles, and Tom Brady knows that. Tom Brady's as good as anybody at setting a guy up. Can they deke him, go deep over his head? Because that guy will give up some plays too. Uh, you know, can they manufacture points that way? I don't see how they get points any other way. I mean, I don't know how they're going to. Something's wrong with Michael Parsons though. He hasn't been playing as well as he played the first half of the season. I know, but they got Lawrence. I mean, they got some dudes on that front seven, man. They do. They can get after you. I mean, they're a big play defense. I mean, they make plays. They're the exact opposite of the Saints. I mean, they they create turnovers, sacks. Uh, they're, they're the kind of defense that can take one to the house, but they can, they're can. they aggressive. And Tom Brady is the kind of cat-and-mouse game quarterback that can set you up. So that, to me, is going to be fascinating to watch. But if they come with the intensity – I just I think they roll over Tampa Bay just because of sheer talent. Uh, I don't know how Tampa Bay protects Brady. I've, I've seen that offensive line. They're just they're a sieve. I hope, I hope you're wrong because I got Tampa Bay in a teaser. They just need to not lose by more than eight and a half. They can lose. Well, that, that's I like that bet. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I will say this: I can rail on Mike McCarthy all I want, but Mike McCarthy is like Vince Lombardi compared to Todd Bowles. I mean that that little experiment that they're working on. When Tom Brady leaves, I don't think they're going to get rid of Todd Bowles, but they, God, they need to. I can't imagine that team without Tom Brady and with Tom Bowles. And look, there's a reason all the, the smack BS crap that was talked about Byron Leftwich, but, but how he wasn't getting a chance. There's a reason why he didn't get a chance. His coaching has been awful too. The entire coaching staff at Tampa Bay with that talent has been awful this year. Now, that doesn't judge them for an entire career. Maybe Byron Leftwich can be a coach somewhere, or maybe he's a viable offensive coordinator. But with the talent that this team has, for them to stink like they've stunk, I don't want him coaching my team. 
you can say whatever you want about me. For well, the, it is defense. I mean, again, man, the engine of an offense is the offensive line, and their offensive line is is terrible. But I mean, it's been riddled with injuries, and I mean, it's just a mess. Uh, you know, so right? Me, it was bad before they lost Kappa, and and Worfs got hurt. Yeah, I mean, so to me, like, I give them a little bit of a pass because if you don't have offensive line, you can't do anything. You can't pass or run. Well, that's partly your problem. To I mean, I understand you're just the coach and not the GM. But you need to say we need. I mean, you need to be. Well, I know, but they got they got hurt. Way. I mean, a bunch of them got hurt. You know, like they were down at one point. They were down to like their fourth. Before they got hurt, though. Before Trent and Worfs got hurt, they were they were not good. I mean, the, the, I mean no. Before that, they had their center went down in training camp. They lost like they lost their starters. Yeah. Oh, well, I will see. Anyway, we will see. But anybody I, else? You're, that's your big play. Yes, and, and look, I agree with you. But I think that the only team that's going to cover a big spread this this week. Is San Francisco? I think San Francisco is going to roll over Seattle. I, I, I mean, I just don't. I think Seattle's lucky to be in the playoffs. They had a little bit of divine intervention to even get in. They missed the field goal, and I think Detroit should have been. Detroit San Francisco would have been a hell of a football game. I don't think Se- Seattle San Francisco is going to be. We'll see because it might rain there. But I agree with you that I I think that Buffalo is going to be a closer game than people think. I think the emotion of Demar Hamlin that they had last week. It's hard to replicate that two weeks in a row. Right. I think they're gonna they're gonna be kind of down. I think they're gonna kind of sleepwalk through that game, and I don't well, like they Buffalo. They win the game, but don't cover. That's what I think. I agree, and then I th- also think the same. I think that Jim Harbaugh is gonna have a really good game plan for the Bengals. Great, and I think that is gonna be a low scoring, physical kind of like the first time they played. I, I I don't think Anthony Brown is gonna win the game for the Ravens, but I think it's gonna be like a like a thirteen to it's a seven kind of game. I think it's going to be ugly. So that's what I'm looking for this weekend. And uh, we'll see what happens with, with Giants and Vikes as well. I think that's going to be a really tight game. My best bet's coming up with Big Nick. So uh, anybody who wants to can go and grab this podcast after we're done here. I'm going to go on to um, – I'm going to go on to – with Uncle Big Nick, and I'm going to add my monologue. Wherever you find your podcast, Attitude will be there. I will have my best bets of the week. Hey, I'm 11 and three on teasers this week. That's that's my tease into my best bets because I have two of them as my best bets this week. Jeff Duncan, um, you you don't have to worry about Saints. You can just kind of relax and watch TV at home this weekend. Uh, be be re- uh, refreshing to not have to worry about a game for a while. Uh, but it would have been better to be covering a playoff game, no doubt. But um, I'm not complaining. Did you get your dong fong? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and it's already gone. So. It's already going. What, what's the next king cake you're going to? This I'm, uh, I'm going to try Bywater Bakery. That's the one I've heard is excellent, so I want to try it. All right, that's what we're going to ask you next Friday as we go into the divisional right. round. We're going we're to talk about that along with a lot of other things. We'll see you next Friday, my friend. All right, take care, buddy. Have a good weekend. I told you that uh, Jeff Duncan always is able to put a positive spin on things. I thought his takes were interesting. Again, we don't always agree. I think for the core of argument's sake, um, a lot of times there, are, there aren't a lot of people that can change my mind on things. I mean, anybody who's known me or listened to me in the, in the recent past knows I can be a stubborn pain in the ass. Okay? I mean, look, I, I tell it the way I think it is. I mean, but no, normally the way I think it is is pretty close to reality. Not always. And if anyone can talk me off of a ledge or change my mind on something or kind of change my opinion, even in a little bit, it's Jeff Duncan. 
Because I think that Jeff Duncan is grounded. And I think his, uh, his opinions are usually pretty spot on. And look, there are very few people on this planet. I know you listen to the Ian Rappaports and the Adam Schefters and, and all this. Trust me, Jeff Duncan is in that loop, okay? He, he, he knows a lot of people in the, on the inside, and he has as good a feel for anything in the NFL as anyone that I know. And so that's why I respect his opinion always, whether I agree with him or not. And I agree with a lot of what he said. Um, but he's not one that's going to come out and blast someone either. If he's blasting you, you deserve to be blasted. So interesting takes there. Uh, interesting takes on the weekend of the NFL coming up postseason. Three games in the AFC, three games in the NFC. As we told you, that Jacksonville Chargers game could be good. Um, I know it's not the sexiest matchup, but uh, I think Jacksonville has a chance to take that next step. I am not a fan, as I said, of Trevor Lawrence at all. But I do like Doug Peterson. He is one of the few analytics-type coaches because he doesn't just go analytics. There's one thing of using that card and doing things that are wacky and weird and not old school. There's a, there are ways to um, use those methods and still be smart about it at the same time. And I think that Doug Peterson can do that. I don't think his, his counterpart this weekend, Brandon Staley, can do that. I think he's a moron. I mean, let's, I'm just going to say it the way it is. I think he uses the card, and if it says, you know, 52% to 48%, he goes with the 52%, no matter what the repercussions are if the 48% happens. And it's the same to me. It could be 75-25. If you got a 75% chance of making something, but if you don't get it and the 25% kicks you in the ass, then don't do it because it's not worth it. The 25% is not worth the risk. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if, you, if you take this drug, you have a 75% chance of getting rid of the flu, but you have a 25% chance of losing your sight. What, are you going to do it? I mean, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, that's kind of where I go with this. You know, if you have a 75% chance of making it on fourth and one from your own 25, but if you don't make it, you have a 100% chance or a 99% chance of giving the other team three points, and you still have to go down the field and score, which is no guarantee, of course, what are you going to do? I never understood that. Oh, you got such a great chance of, of making it. I don't care if it's 90% that you're going to get it. It could be 90% that you're going to get a fourth and one. You go by your analytics card. We've made it 18 times out of 20 this year. Well, yeah, the two times out of 20 that you didn't make it, you're, you're literally giving the other team at least three points. And there's no guarantee that if you make it, that you're going to go all the way down and get yourself in a scoring position. I never understood that. It's dumb. Unless you have to. I mean, if, you're, if it's the fourth quarter and it's five minutes left and you lose them by three and you only have one timeout left, then, yeah, maybe. Maybe you go for it then. Or if you have super momentum, you know, which then again, you don't make it. It's a momentum killer and you're probably killing your team. I, you know, I just, I just, I'm not for the card. You know, people, these coaches have these cards and, they, and they, it's life or death. They play by them. But... You know, we don't play by cards. Speaking of not playing by cards, Uncle Big Nick and I, we've been 
Look, I've been really good with my best bets, and Uncle Big Nick has been kind of up and down, kind of up and down, but lately he's been better. He went 3-2 and two again last week. Of course, he lost that big one. I told him not to take TCU. I mean, I, don't, I told Gabe Henderson and Spencer yes, last week not to have to put paint on their face, but they were determined to bet me. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go find the Bayou Bet Show on YouTube, these same, all the same channels we use on, on uh, NOLA.com and BetNotNOLA.com. Go find yesterday's Bayou Bet Show because they didn't want to believe me. They thought TCU had a chance. I told them Georgia was going to wax the floor with them, and it was even worse than that. And so we had a little fun with them yesterday. They had to paint their faces and tell me I was right. I know it hurt. Not Spencer, though. He's happy-go-lucky, and it didn't hurt him. Gabe, I don't know well enough yet. Well, he was a good sport about it. It was fun. So we had a lot of fun on that show. We're going to have a lot of fun here with Uncle Big Nick and our picks. Let's get to them. Uncle Big Nick, can we make some picks today? Well, can we please? It's the playoffs now. we got to make winning picks. Well, I mean, my national championship pick was pretty bad. Well, I, mean, I, I apologize to the people. I told you it was bad. You ought to have to paint your face. No, I didn't have to paint my face, but, I mean, might as well have. Jesus. I mean, I, I told you that was, I mean, you know, I told you I, when, it comes, when it comes to uh, college football, I'll let you be the guru, but. Oh, that was so stupid. I, I galaxy brain that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as soon as I seen the Ohio State. Uh, Georgia game in, I said to you, that was the national championship. Right. And then I go ahead and think about it all week, and I'm like, oh, well, TCU been playing good. They beat Michigan, but then you go back and watch the game. Michigan beat Michigan. Well, that's I what mean, happens. Just, I mean, it was so I, – I haven't put a college game in my picks all year long. I almost put that one in my college picks. Yeah. I mean, was, in my – I in mean, my I, the second possession, I sent you a text and said, this is over. Free money. It, it was just – I knew it as soon as I – as soon as I see Kirby Smart answer the question with one word, aggression, yeah, I was like, oh, they done. It was like Clubber well, Lang saying pain. Yeah, pretty Rocky much. Three. You were still 3-2 and two last week, so take that one out. You had a good week. You were 3-2 and two minus 5 bucks for the week. Overall, you are dead. You're almost as dead even as dead even can be. You're 39-39 and 39 plus 6 bucks on the year. So, I mean... If they're betting, fifty percent, fifty percent. If they're betting with you, they're still, they're still winning money. Me, on the other hand, I was also three and two. The the good news for people who bet with me is this: um, I was plus forty nine for the week, hitting my two my two uh, big ones, the teaser and the money line parlay, and try to do it again. I am fifty one and thirty two for the season, plus three hundred and thirty one bucks. That is. Uh, Wow. Even, I don't even think I can screw up being positive now. No, you can't. And I can't we'll, we'll catch see. you now unless I get really stupid. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, but uh, let's just have uh, a few good weeks here as we go into a wild card round. We're going to change the rules a little bit. We're not going to do five picks anymore. We're going to do a maximum of three this week and a maximum of three next week. I only have two this week, so I'm going to let you give your first two. Off the bat, what is your first one? The well, first one is the Jacksonville money line plus 115, 27 to win 31. I just feel like I'm getting a better coach. I feel like I'm getting a team that's at home getting points. 
I understand Lawrence has never played in the playoffs before. I understand that Tennessee needed a fumble recovery to beat Tennessee. I mean, Jacksonville needed a fumble recovery to beat Tennessee. But Tennessee always plays Jacksonville tough. That's an individual game. You just had to get out of that with a win. I think I just think I'm getting a better coach and a better team here. And I think I honestly think Jacksonville should be favored here. That that crowd has never been in the playoff game. That crowd's going to be nuts. And so I don't, I don't understand why the Chargers are, are favored either. Um, I mean, they have with not no Mike well Williams. I don't yeah. think Mike Williams is going to be 100 percent because Staley's so stupid. Yeah. Bosa's not 100 percent, and this team is just not the same without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the same on the field at the same time. I think them playing last week to win for some unknown reason uh, hurt them because they yes. played the win and got their. Keister's kicked. I mean, even though Denver only won by three, I mean, that score was that, – that wasn't the real score. Denver beat them pretty badly. And to give right. them 31 points to Denver says a lot. I agree with you. I don't have it in my best bets. I didn't touch Jacksonville this week only because it's the playoffs and I don't trust Jacksonville. And I don't really like the way they played last week either. I mean, you know me. I had Tennessee money line and really should have won it. If right. I, would just I had Tennessee, Tennessee money line and Tennessee plus the points. But, I mean, it was only because of the division game and – well, if I would no, you had, you did the points, and if I would have yeah. just done points, I'd have gone four and one last week instead of trying to be cute. So, but uh, you know, Jacksonville should have lost; they didn't. But I agree with you. I think the, the I don't have any best bets, but I like this pick. I do think Jacksonville's going to win. We're going to uh, they're going to win and they get killed the next. Yeah, week. I well, then they'll go probably play Kansas City, assuming yeah. that Cincinnati and Buffalo win. Which which you got next? My next pick is one you're going to hate. I'm taking Dallas. Minus two and a half, 33 to win 30. I just don't know. I don't trust Tampa. I know Dallas has been terrible the last seven weeks or whatever it is. I just, everybody's going to bet Tampa. This is one of those. I think you're wrong. I'm going to be stupid. It's like 50-50 right now with the bets. Is it really? Yeah. With the way Dallas has been playing, nobody's picking them. I mean, it's Monday, so it's still early. Saying nobody's picking them. Who's nobody? It's like half and half. It really is. I don't know what, and I've heard this yesterday on the show, and I didn't, I didn't correct anybody on Bayou bets. It's not everybody. It's like 50-50. People are going to bet against Brady. I really don't think so. Yeah. I, we'll see. We'll come Monday. We'll see what happens. Dallas is America's team. They're going to be America's. They're also America's favorite when they when they start betting. Which I means, mean, I might feel like I felt watching the TCU game, watching this. I'm stupid, but I just, I just got. Well, it's, it's another game for me, and and I don't have the spread. You'll see my pick on this in a minute, but. Um, I think the wrong team's favored again. I'm not sure why Dallas is favored here. I get Tampa Bay has not been good, but they're at home. Um, it, to me, it should be a pick 'em game at worst. I don't, I don't get the spread at all. Dallas has not been very good. Sure, they beat Philadelphia a couple weeks ago with Gardner Minshew, but they couldn't stop Gardner Minshew either. And you want to talk about? And again, I'll get into my pick in just a minute. But Tom Brady against Mike McCarthy with with the playoffs on the line. This is a perfect spot for Dallas to lose and have Sean Payton come in and take this team over because I really think oh, it is. And chance that's what might happen. This might be one of those stupid things I'm doing when I'm overthinking, just like the TCU game, where I think I'm trying to get too, be too smart for common sense, if you know what I mean. Well, you'll see in my pick because it's in my number one pick, and I'm not going to give that away just yet, but there's a way that you and I can both win our bets involved in the Dallas-Tampa Bay game. My first pick is a seven-point teaser. Which means you got if you want to bet out, you want to bet big. Well, I mean big for us, I mean, big for me, not big for you. Big for me. Uh, you'd have to bet 140 to win 100. I'm betting 42 to win 30. 
Uh, San Francisco minus three over Seattle and Cincinnati minus one and a half over Baltimore. Look, I'll, I, hey, I bet this. Hey, I, bet, I have the same. I have the same one. You have the same exact teaser. Same exact teaser. Wow, this this is your number one pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the first time go. that's ever happened. It's that the is... first time I pick a teaser too, and I feel really good as how good you go with your teasers. Well, that 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 uh, you got me verklempt. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, that that's pretty hard to do to have the same exact teaser. But I will say this: I liked it earlier and more early in the week. The reason why I backed off and didn't bet quite as much is because. I liked it early in the week. Oh, no, 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 I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I got Cincy in Buffalo, not San Fran. Okay. Okay, Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I, I wrote it down. Now you got me all all flustered. All right, well, again, earlier in the week this was better because San Francisco was was minus 9.5, so the 7-point teaser was minus 10. I don't like it as much at minus 3 and minus 1.5. That's why – I wrote it down and just scratched it out because I didn't want to take the three. I wanted to get to the two and a half with Cincy, but I'll tell you that after. But that that's why I thought, in my still, head, though, I thought I still had it. Still though, I think I don't know if San Francisco covers the full ten, but I don't see how they don't win by like a touchdown. So I'm still gonna take the teaser. I lowered the amount and I bumped up my other teaser, which I'm gonna give you in just a minute. So I just bumped this one down just a little bit, but I still like it enough to play it. Still like it enough to bet in my best bets. Um, Cincinnati, Baltimore does make me a little nervous. I, I could see, I could see Cincinnati not covering. I know every. You want to talk about a game that everybody's gonna bet on? Everybody's gonna bet on Cincinnati, and everybody's gonna bet on Buffalo, because the people that don't want to bet on Cincinnati, Buffalo, just aren't gonna bet. No one's gonna bet on Baltimore. No one's gonna bet on Miami. I mean, I, are you rush, rushing? I don't the wind think to, Burrow has a good record against Baltimore either. He doesn't. I mean, and now, now Baltimore's, they, the only way they can win is keeping this thing close with defense. I mean, they, right. I don't think they're going to win, but keeping it close, the defense can keep it close. Oh, and that's what I'll say. If you want to bet on just this game, I would bet on the under because right. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I do think Baltimore will hold it semi-close for a while. We'll see what happens. But basically, Cincinnati's just got to win. I think they will. So the we'll only thing on. that scares me about Frisco um, is the weather. It's supposed to have bad weather. That could make it right. play equal. I mean, I, I don't see a lot of points scored in that game either. But, um, I mean, we all know Chicago beat San Francisco in a monsoon. It, it's, it ain't supposed to be that bad. It's supposed to have a lot of rain. It's supposed to stop by game time, but field's going to be wet. Well, it's been raining in California for like two weeks now. Like yeah. So something the, along those lines. We'll see what happens. Let's get to your teaser. You said you already got Cincinnati and Baltimore. So you got Buffalo and Miami in there with it. Right. I got Buffalo minus six and a half and Cincinnati minus two and a half. 49 to win 35. I got past them key numbers that you always talk about. I mean, Buffalo, I just think is going to cream Miami, but. I don't. You don't I, think? No. With Skylar Thompson? I know, and they're supposed to, but I think that here's what scares me. And again, not a game I'm playing. I'm, I don't even think I'm going to play it at all. Like, not touch it at all. Uh, and that's weird for a playoff game for me. But um, I mean, I can't take the 14, but I could take them winning by a touchdown. No, I'm not telling anybody to run out and play Miami because I don't think they should. But at the same time, I'm not sure what Buffalo's heads are at. They got so emotional last week and so excited about winning for DeMar Hamlin last week. I could see them kind of just like sleepwalking through this game. I, I can see that too, it. but if they sleepwalk through a game against Skylar Thompson, they can still win by a touchdown. I don't disagree. Um, 
I'm not saying it's terrible bad. It I is do that, like you going it is the, the fact that Hamlin's home now, and it's kind of like yeah. they kind of like I don't know. Are they going to relax because they, they could? Know he's good. Is he going to be on the sideline, or is he going to be at the I game? I doubt that. If he's Maybe. at the game or on the sideline, then it's really going to be a blowout. Well, that's true. That's something. Well, to look I don't think for. that's going to happen. Maybe. I mean, maybe. they're wearing the three patch on their jerseys all the way through. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a win-one for the Gipper almost. You know, but I, I like them more. I think next week than I like them now. Um, I just, I, I, I really think they could sleepwalk through this game, and I don't, I don't deny that they could, they could sleepwalk through this game and win because I do think they could sleepwalk through this game and win. I just don't know if I, it's enough to, for me to, to mess with. We'll, we'll see. All right, moving on. Uh, number one pick. Uh, that was your number one pick. My top play, in fact, it's one of my top teasers of the year, um, and I'm 11 and three on my teasers this year. So we're gonna have two in this in this first playoff round. This was just a regular six point teaser. The Giants plus nine over Minnesota, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus eight and a half over Dallas. Um, look, I, I don't see how the Giants and Minnesota is not a close game. I'm, I think Minnesota's gonna win. Um, I do have them in a weird little money line parlay that I that I did for my house money thing. I think there's value on a parlay with the Giants and Tampa at plus four thirty three, but I played it super small. Um, but teaser wise, getting nine. For the Giants and getting eight and a half for Tampa Bay, I don't see how both of those games aren't close. Again, wouldn't surprise me at all if Dallas won. Wouldn't surprise me if you win your bet and, and Dallas and Dallas covers the you know the the, the spread at two and a half. Yeah, I could th- this Dallas game. I could see it being a field goal either way. That's what so I, think. I. I don't think anything's a blowout with this game. Yeah, it would be it'd be a surprise. So that's why I'm playing the, the spread that I got. The money line parlay I like this weekend that I almost put in here, but I didn't want to get too stupid with it. it was Jacksonville and the Giants? Mm, that'd have been interesting. You'd have been getting your money's worth, probably. Yeah. That would have been close to the same thing, probably around. I'm probably going to bet that, you know. Probably plus more. 350 is probably yeah. what it is. Well, my teaser, by the way, is $60 to win 50. Giants and Tampa Bay getting that extra six points on each side. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we can win them some more money. Um, what about your What about your Niners this weekend? You never even talked uh, about them. Well, you just talked like about I the said, rain a little bit, but but yeah, the, the weather's going to keep it. I mean, they blew out Seattle twice this year. Yeah. So I I, I think they win it. I just don't know about the point spread. All right. I mean, I, I can't let, see let, them losing. But I have one more question for you before I let you go. How are the Saints going to do this weekend? Oh, they they're going to be comfy on the couch just. Watching the games. They can't lose, baby. They can't lose. The spread is pick them. Uh, what are you and Jeff going to talk about later? Oh, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, well, I mean, when people hear this, I've already talked to Jeff. Oh, okay. So, but we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about Saints. We're going to talk about playoffs. I mean, all season plans. Nah, probably not, not too much about Zion. We'll see how it goes. But I know I'll be talking to you next week when we're going into the divisional round. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, hopefully. With both big pluses on our names. After yeah. Weekend. Hopefully Frisco takes care of business and goes on. Well, I hope they go on because I got futures on them. So I'm on your side at least for the next few weeks. Then I, I mean, it's on. a win-win for you. It's yeah. either you win money or you get to talk crap I'll get to me because they make lost. Fun of you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're right. I can't lose. Well, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be doing you normally, it again. That's normally how you put it. You can't lose ever. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hate them next week. So if I'm going to hate them, at least hate them after they lose the Super Bowl because I got them to win the conference too. So 
I can oh, live with go. it if they lose the conference. That'll, that'll yeah. be fun. I mean, lose the Super conference. Bowl, you mean? There you go. All right, talk to you next week. All right. Fun with Uncle Big Nick. We're going to make you some winners this week. Again, our picks were uh, doing okay, doing pretty good. But uh, we'll see what happens this wild card round. Our choices are getting slimmer and slimmer, unlike the waistlines of Uncle Big Nick and myself. Well, he's actually doing pretty good. I had a rough holidays. I got to be honest. I ate what I wanted. I had a good time doing it. I don't care. What about you? And we talked about King Cake with, with Jeff Duncan. And uh, we'll get into my King Cake philosophy at some other point as we close closer to Carnival. Uh, but I don't, I don't get the Dong Fong thing. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, if I wanted to have King Cake with just an icing that tasted like butter, I mean, I could put some butter on King Cake. I mean, I'm not going to wait in line for an hour. My wife does. She waits in line. She gets them. But, hey, I'll eat them. I just don't get the whole Dong Fong thing. But this isn't a King Cake show. It is a show about the Saints and the LSUs and the Pelicans and the Tulanes and whatever else is going on in the sports world around New Orleans. And you know what's going on around sports world New Orleans right now? Today? Right now? This moment? As I record this? Nothing. It's time for me to go. We've said enough for today. And I figured, okay, how are we going to go out today? What song kind of fits the mood? You know what? I just, I just wanted an upbeat song. I'm like, I'm not sure there's a song that necessarily captures the mood of where we are right now. Because I think most Saints fans are over. They're over it already. It's not even a week since the season ended. I think we're all over it. I mean, I don't know how you are. But it, it doesn't even bother me that they're not playing this week. I told you last week, it was kind of like the, okay, it's over. It's been a long time since I felt like that when they didn't make the playoffs. Of course, they don't they don't miss the playoffs all that often. Last year was rougher because you thought they had a chance going into that last game against Atlanta. They won the game like they were supposed to. They didn't have the things they needed to happen happen. It's okay. I mean, but that took longer to get it. This was like, uh, okay, whatever, it's over. Let's see where they go from here. But we wanted some upbeat music. And I think Stevie Wonder is good for upbeat, a little Sir Duke action. Yeah. If you can't get happy with Stevie Wonder, then I'll worry about you. And we're going to get happy because we're going to take a few days off. We've got a three-day weekend here at Datitude. Um, we're gonna, we will not have a show on Monday. We're going to take the weekend off. We're going to take the Martin Luther King holiday off. Uh, we will be back in full force next week, making our predictions for the NFL divisional round games that are next week. And we will be back with Jeff Duncan. We'll be back with Uncle Big Nick. And who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest. But I know that coming up, we're going to have some guests coming up on Mondays before the Super Bowl. That is all on the horizon on Datitude. We hope you stay with us. Meanwhile, we hope you have a great weekend of watching football. Six games beginning on Saturday. You can't get enough of it. This is the week to watch. We'll see what we think next Friday. Have a great weekend. Peace and love, my friends.